So hi, welcome to the Noise Podcast. I'm Shane. I'm Glory. And we're here with Steve from Wolves at the Gate. And we're asking some questions today about their upcoming album, Eulogy. So congrats on that, by the way. How do you feel about the response to the announcement so far? Uh, it's been great. I mean, it's, you know, you kind of hold on to the music for a long time and you're like, you know, you have all these thoughts like, are people going to like it? I like it. Mm-hmm. But then you're like, I don't know, it kind of seems old to me now because we've been listening to the songs for so long. But yeah, people are digging it and we're happy about that. Oh, yeah. The mm-hmm. album rocks, by the way. Thanks, man. How long have you been holding on to the songs? You said you're kind of sick from now. Well, you know, like even just like a normal you know, like record process, you know, I started writing these songs at the like around when the cl- our last record Eclipse came out in 2019. So some of these songs are as old as 2019, you know, but obviously it takes some time to put together a whole record. Mm-hmm. And by the time it's done, you know, it's written, you still haven't recorded it yet. Then there's that process. And then there's mm-hmm. all the label stuff you got to do to put out a record. And so it ends up just being a long period of time. And the songs <laughs> end up feeling old to us by the time they're actually out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's valid. Yeah. Uh, so is there any meaning behind the album title or cover art? Yeah, I mean, both definitely. So, you know, I, I'm not very good at uh, album titles. Um, I just, whenever the label's like, so what's the album going to be? I'm like, I, I don't know. You know, it's... <laughs> Can you name it for it's us? Always, <laughs> yeah. Well, it's always, it's an after the fact for me. A lot of guys like have vision and, you know, for me, it's more so, you know, I just, I just want to make the songs and see kind of what, theme i see running through the songs and you know with writing a lot of these songs during quarantine um you know no touring no interaction with fans which is like pretty inspirational for me uh the people we meet on the road um you know different things that people are going through i try to write to those things a lot because those are our listeners you know Mm -hmm. trying to see the things that they're thinking about struggling with and like on the record january luck i'll write a couple songs like about myself or from my perspective and things like that but this record was like totally self-reflective um and really the idea of eulogies was i realized after writing the whole record that you know like during quarantine you know you're at home and you don't get to interact with people as much and mm-hmm. time for self-reflection and honestly i just saw a lot of things in myself that i was like man there's a lot of things in me that I still want to see die, you know, mm-hmm. um, things about myself, um, things that I think, you know, um, the way that I view certain things. So I started seeing that thread after I looked at all the lyrics from the songs. I'm like, oh, wow, this is like really introspective, which is not normal for uh, Wolves of the Gate album. Mm-hmm. And uh, but I found that, um, yeah, it was really good for me personally. So the hope is that the things that I wrestled through and I rest, still wrestle through and struggle with are things that people can connect with. Um, and so the album art is kind of this idea, like, you know, the, the whole record kind of plays with this idea of, you know, a eulogy and seeing the death of certain things, but sometimes the eulogy can actually have a lot of beauty in it as you're thinking about the positive aspect of things. Um, so there's like a positive negative. And so that's why with the album art, we wanted to show something that was like really beautiful, but it looked like there, like the beauty was almost suffering, um, you know, with it, it being on fire. 
mm-hmm. um, and how fire is painful but purifying, um, but while not destroying the actual, you know, uh, being, which, you know, we use the, the flower as like that, that imagery. So um, that's like my condensed version of uh, the explanation. That's very cool. That was perfect. Thank you for that. Uh, yeah. So can you tell us a little about your writing process for this album? Yeah, I mean, it's pretty, pretty similar to what it has been over the years. You know, I'm in like my little home studio that I built and um, it really just starts with I make songs in here, you know, whether it's like on the acoustic, um, like the last single we released, Lights and Fire, mm. literally couldn't sleep and just came down here put some new strings on my acoustic and that was the first thing that came out and I was okay. like, Oh, this is rad. Uh, yeah. but it took a lot, it took a lot of time to actually, I, I, I had like probably three or four versions of that song. So a lot of times songs kind of start in like these, like really, you know, small fragments. There's like a little spark always something that kind of sparks, uh, the idea, you know, and I, I love when it's either a sound or a chord progression or a melody and just try and take it off from there, you know, is it is it causing me to feel something uh you know whether it's like you know uh it's like more chill or aggressive or uh, what emotion is it pulling out and then i just kind of try to ride from there mm-hmm. um and so i basically write a whole song and then i'll show it to the guys you know um you know i'll write every part but i'm not the best drummer i'm not the best bassist i'm not <laughs> the best you know you got yeah. guys who are great at that so i just kind of give them my raw you know, unfiltered idea and say like, Hey, what would you do? How would you make this better? Mm-hmm. Um, or how would you do it differently? And that's where things are, you know, a lot of fun to collaborate. Okay. Sure. Uh, so could you tell us your favorite lyric off this album and the meaning behind it? Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> a lot probably of lyrics. Should, probably should have told me that beforehand. Oh, <laughs> no, it's on the spot. Three, two, one, go. Um, I, I think I'd probably have to go with um, a line from Lights and Fire. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think one of I think it's one of my favorite lines because I feel like it like visually delivers what I was feeling. Like a lot of times when I write lyrics, I feel like I just can't communicate what I'm actually thinking and mm-hmm. trying to say. And in the second verse, um, it's a line that says, I'm laying here with nothing left, just the ashes of my silhouette. And it's really kind of this idea of like, there were these things that I was clinging to and holding on to that were really, uh, they were valuable to me, but they were actually really destructive to me. Mm-hmm. And it was almost like there was like this purifying of these things being taken away and they were, they were on me and strangling me. And so mm-hmm. when they were taken away, just I was left with the ashes of my silhouette kind of seeing like, oh, I wasn't destroyed. Uh, but these things that were actually killing me were. Mm -hmm. And so that was when I came up with that line, I was like, Whoa, I think I'm actually communicating like that moment in time or how I felt, you know, Mm -hmm. in a way that's like translatable. So that's probably one of the ones that sticks out to me um, off the bat. Although man, what a hard question. It's like, which, what's your favorite child? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I know there's a lot of lyrics, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, so how'd the track list for the album come about? Did you write the opener, be the opener, closer, be a closer? Did you just kind of shuffle around and see what fits? What was that process like? Yeah, there's always like debate in the band of what should be where. And 
Um, thankfully, we all agreed on once the record was done, Shadows first and Silent Anthem last. Um, those were pretty obvious. And then from there, it's just trying to figure out what what kind of gives you the journey, um, what, what, what track listing takes you on the journey in the best way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's kind of, I think it is subjective for sure. Um, you know, but this, that, this was our collective best um, effort at giving you guys the journey we would want you to go on. So I think you did a good job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so could you tell us where your headspace is at while you were creating this record? Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I was really uh, this is strange, really grateful. Um, you know, it's really hard to, to make, to make albums. It's, it's not easy. And, uh, um, it's also like with all the insanity going on in the world and, um, people losing a lot, um, people losing jobs, um, people being isolated from family, mm-hmm. you know, I was still able to do something that I, I absolutely love, um, and enjoy doing. And, you know, I'm, I'm 35, you know, somebody would have told me I'd be doing this as long as I have been, you know, we've been a band for 14 years or something oh, like wow. that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, 15 years, like, yeah, I'd, I, I wouldn't believe them. You know, and so it was really cool to be able to make this record. Um, so that, that that was one side of it, and the other side of it was just realizing, um, you know, a lot of our songs revolve around um, our faith, and really, as we've kind of grown to understand um, what what is the the gospel, it's kind of like this word that gets thrown around in uh, like Christian religious circles and you know, the older I get and the more I realize I'm, I don't have everything together as much as I think I do, like personally, or even understanding wise, Mm -hmm. um, you know, uh, I, it enabled me to, I think each record I'm able to come to the record with more humility, Mm -hmm. um, which I'm grateful for because, um, for talking about the gospel, meaning, God showing grace to people who haven't earned it, showing love to people who haven't earned it. Um, and it's free for everyone. We're all the same and we all can receive this, this beautiful gift. It should be approached with humility. Um, it should be approached with empathy, uh, thinking about others and the pain that they're going through. Um, and so that's kind of where my headspace was at too. Like as I was looking in the mirror, realizing like, I'm not, I'm not anything great or wonderful. I'm not, I don't have it all put together. I don't have, I'm not anything worth emulating, you know, but rather this idea of this grace that's been given to me. um, I just want people to see that and not me. Um, And so that's kind of where my headspace was at, um, like through the record. Um, I I guess more that's, that's really in regards to, lyrics and stuff like that and meaning for sure mm-hmm. uh so how do you recommend your fans to listen to this album for the first time should they do it in the car with friends in the dark with headphones on party album workout album what do you personally recommend uh well it's it's funny you ask because i i guess there's parts of the record where it's like yeah it should be in the dark headphones just listening thinking and parts of the record where it's like 
hey, like make your way to the gym, you know, mm -hmm. throw some plates on the bar and, and toss it up there or, you know, or yeah, like songs that are fun to just like jam to with your friends, you know, I would say to each his own, however you consume music and enjoy it the most, like that's how you, you'll get the most out of it, you know, and that's another cool thing about music is that that is totally subjective. It's up to you, you know, because, um, you know, I can't expect people to have the same experience that I would have when I listen to music. So I would say, yeah, do do what you do and enjoy it and put yourself in the best place to enjoy an album because very I think it's really easy to just enjoy singles nowadays and not actually an album. And we really you know, we put 13 tracks on this record. We weren't trying to just write singles and fill it up. You know, these we wrote 30 songs and these were the best um, that we felt should be on the album. So, yeah. What was your process like whittling that down? Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> well walk us through yeah. that <laughs> yeah well you know whenever people ask me this question i always wish all the other guys were with me because you know i've really had to learn over the years to um yeah just have thick skin and like if guys aren't they're not digging it like there's usually a good reason um and you know, we, we, we never put songs on the record that somebody doesn't like, you know, that's never a thing. Um, everybody needs to feel good about every song because we are a band. We're five people. It doesn't matter if I wrote every single note or Joe wrote every single note or Ben or Nick or Abishai. Mm. Um, we as a band need to feel like we all own it. Uh, mm. And so when we all agreed on what those songs were, that's when we knew those are the ones that go on the record. And what's mm. crazy is like um there's song there's songs on this album that didn't make older albums because they weren't they weren't good enough at, uh -huh. at, the, at the stage that they were in mm -hmm. you know um like the song deadweight um deadweight didn't make um eclipse silent anthem didn't make eclipse but they were so different now than they were back then because i still believed in them but i was just like all right i get what you're saying guys i'll go back to the drawing board mm -hmm. and uh you know we revisit the songs and and they're so much better through that and so just because they don't make it on an album doesn't mean i throw them in the garbage some of them i do <laughs> some of them are like yeah yeah that was that was a, that was a 2 a.m jam session thought it mm -hmm. was sick wasn't <laughs> sorry for bringing it to the table guys yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. so this one should be super super quick off top of your head i want you to describe this album for your listeners in three words no more no less you said describe it in three words yes aggressive sincere emotional perfect there you go um so in that same train of thought is there a certain feeling or emotion you want listeners to have while going through the album yeah definitely you know um one of my that's what i love about music is not just that one song can have one emotion but even one song can take you on a journey of emotions too you know um because a lot of the songs catalog um low lows and high highs for me you know um you know, realizations of like really some of the darkest parts of myself in wanting people to kind of follow me there it, musically and lyrically. 
but to not just stay in that place, but to show um, people how I reconciled with something that seems like it should completely crush me. Um, Mm -hmm. And, you know, and, and that's, that's why, that's why my faith has been such an important part of our music, because for some people, there is a radical moment that happened in their life where maybe it was a drug overdose or a loss of a loved one or um, a broken relationship. And that's something that has like drastically changed or set the trajectory of their life, you know, and there's tons of bands that like, they're still their music and the pain they feel or whatever is still driven by this one moment. Mm. Uh, For me, that's what, that's what, um, when I came to understand for the first time in my life, what, what is the purpose of life? You know, Mm. what, you know, is there a God? Is he real? You know, does he hate me? You know, does he love me? Mm. If he is going to love me, how is he going to love me? You know, all those sorts of questions. And so with that like radical moment in my life, you know, I think our, our, uh, I love taking people on that journey so that they can kind of see through the lens of my experiences or the truth that I've come to understand. Um, Cause it's crazy what a song can do. I could sit here and talk to somebody for three hours and listen to a song and the song had much greater effects than mm. anything I could say, mm. you know? Yeah. So yeah. yeah, it's super cool. For sure. For sure. Music's amazing that way. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so what is your favorite memory that you made while creating this record? <laughs> um, I love, I love the guys in our band. There's, they're my guys. And so doing a lot of this separated from them was, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm here at like 1am in the morning, blasting the music, rocking out, just wishing Ooh. somebody else was here in the room with me to be like, you know, and like, yeah, just vibing off that. Um, but once, uh, you know, lockdown rules changed, we were able to get together to basically work on all the songs before we recorded everything. And we were together in Columbus, uh, Ohio, kind of where the band started. We were there at our buddy's studio for like four days for like this like intense, you know, powwow of going through all the songs. And um, yeah, it was hilarious. Our buddy Jeremy he used to play guitar in our band a long time ago. We were at his studio and he had he had like tons of like flavored seltzer in his fridge. And we were so we were like pounding the stuff like because we didn't leave the room you know like i was sitting in the chair for like 12 15 hours you know we're just going at it but we're all pounding this seltzer and we're all just like we're like like amped Mm -hmm. and all of us are kind of like why are we like so you know like we're like bouncing off the walls well there was caffeine apparently in this (laughs) seltzer and we didn't know that you know and and like joey grabbed the can he's like guys there's caffeine in this he's like that's why we're like all bonkers like losing our mind we were having so much fun mm-hmm. but we would like go super high and then like crash really hard and then drink some more seltzer and yeah be back up on the top of the roller coaster you know um wow. so that whole i mean the whole scenario but that was that was something that was uh fun you know but working on all the songs is a blast you know we were just laughing and, you know, um, yeah, just enjoying creating stuff together. So that's great. That's a good story. 
Um, so picture this, you're on tour, you're at a gas station for a rest stop. What is your snack of choice? Well, I'm not going to say, I, I never buy, I never buy water because there's always water at the venues. So we are always taking, you know, as much water from the venues. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, like that, that's something I would get, but I would probably say, well, I got one right here. I got one. I only ever get it on tour, but I was at a gas station. I, Arizona. Oh green yep. tea mm-hmm. you know that's definitely a that's definitely a preference for me and then probably i can't remember what it's called it's like a it's like a spicy dorito takis like a, a yeah i was gonna say taki no it's not takis but it is actually like dorito brand i can't remember oh. what the flavor is it's just an, it's in a purple bag that's oh, all the spicy oh. the spicy sweet whatever the fuck they are yeah yes. like yeah, yeah like yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah yes that's 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 what those, I'll go. Those to. are the best. Those are the best yeah. ones. Um, <laughs> none of the none of the um, caffeinated seltzer for anybody in the band. <laughs> no. No. Learned our lesson. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, so, on the topic of food, if the band was a dish, what dish would the band be? Oh gosh, <laughs> I can only think of like funny dishes. Uh, I don't know if I want to put us in that category or not. I mean, listen every bit of me wants to say that we're just we're just steak and potatoes but that just seems too like nice like we're not we're not that we're not that great you know oh. <laughs> wow i would say maybe like maybe like a meatloaf you know uh, <laughs> okay i mean that's still good <laughs> it's like listen my my wife makes a really good meatloaf and i didn't i didn't even know that was possible to be honest um so i'm going to say my wife's meatloaf okay <laughs> it tastes good you don't think it'd be good, and then you actually have it. And you're like, okay, this is this is pretty good. So, okay. all right. <laughs> uh, so, for the last couple of questions, so I can shift away from music and go straight to death row. Boom. So, if you're on death row, what would your last meal be with a drink? I thought you were going to talk about like what's my view in the death penalty. I was like, whoa, this guy. <laughs> no, 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 no. We're <laughs> no, not going to no. get that heavy. Really? No, no. <laughs> We're sticking to food and shit. It's okay. Just me these questions. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So death row. So like my all-time favorite meal is uh, it's called uh, penne vodka. I don't know if you guys know Mm. what penne vodka is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. probably penne vodka with a sautéed sausage, side of broccoli rabe, and glass of wine. Perfect. Base cheesecake Mm -hmm. for dessert. Cheesecake oh, what type of cheesecake are we talking like new york or do you have a special flavor oh yeah new york yeah new york. classic okay. yeah mm-hmm. uh, so if you could live in one fictional world for a week where would you live spider-man oh, that's, i want to be nice that's probably like my most dreamed dream is that mm-hmm. i'm spider-man and but in all of my dreams like I never like I just start web slinging and then I wake up and it's like so oh so you never like get to live bo- it out it's like all the boring parts of being Peter Parker and then mm-hmm. well or Steve Kabuchi becoming you know Spider Man and I just start web sling- swinging and I wake up and I'm like the alarm goes off fuck Dang. <laughs> like, no, I need to web sling in New York yeah. City yeah, yeah that, one of these what- days. Wait, wait, wait. But if you could pick like a universe Spider Man that you would want to be, would you want to be like Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield, what's his name, uh, Tom Holland, or would you want to be you as Spider Man? Um, I would say the the cartoon that was on Fox, uh, mm-hmm. like back when I was growing up. Like 
I loved I loved the the animated series. Um, yeah. I read the comic books growing up, so I would say the non real, <laughs> the the not <laughs> I guess not the live action, but yeah. The, comic book version yeah all right that's perfect i respect that i respect that um, yeah. so i've gone to ask the last question and every single person we've spoken to has said that it is the most important question what's your favorite color gosh my kids ask me this question all the time and i'm like <laughs> am i at the age where i like don't care about this anymore no you have to have an answer because you have to give your kids an answer yeah it's so hard um it's so, i just i love you guys ask this question <laughs> well can i say what i always said as a kid and sure. maybe this is cheating but my favorite color combination was red and black okay. i just thought look cool um my favorite like soccer team when i was a kid growing up was ac milan which is like an italian soccer team and their jerseys were like red and black stripes mm-hmm. and i just thought they looked so cool mm-hmm. red fair. and black okay. is a good we'll combo take that. Yeah. So if if somebody doesn't accept that, we'll just say red. Okay. There you go. Or, right. black. or black. Or black. Well, yeah. like, there you go. Most, <laughs> most of my clothes. <laughs> um, so as I said, that's all the questions we have today. Is there anything that you would like to plug? What are your favorite colors? Black. Yellow. Yellow and black. Yes. That's awesome. My son's one of, well, I say, I asked Johnny, I was like, what's your favorite color? He's like, blue and yellow because of construction like he thinks everything in construction oh, is blue. yeah yeah that's cute so, that's, that's sick yeah mm-hmm. i want to ask you guys all these like cool questions you asked me that I don't... <laughs> we can do it at the end if you'd like that's cool yeah. us. we got nowhere to go <laughs> yeah Literally but, uh, uh but plugs yeah i mean i don't know records coming out so hopefully if you're listening you know that now so check it out um you know i'm excited for people to hear the whole record we didn't put any duds in there we feel great. We want everyone to hear all of them, you know, so go check that out. Um, we have some, got another music video coming out soon. Two more singles we're going to release. Uh, we got some other goodies that we filmed and had a lot of fun doing. So I'm really excited to share that with people. So there's lots of stuff still uh, on the horizon coming out. We're going to do guitar playthroughs. People have been asking us to write tabs for our songs for the longest time. I hate doing that. So I was just like, Joe, let's just film ourselves playing guitar. You guys can figure it out from there. Perfect. There you go. Yeah. So, yeah, we're trying. We're trying to do the best we can to connect with uh, whoever's listening to us. So, just pay attention. You know, again, this has been long running for us, but we are not like distant from our fan base. If you message us, we're going to respond. Uh, so, if you guys want to chat, or I mean, you have to have something to talk about. Some people just message us and say hi, and then I say hi back. And they're like, what's up? And I'm like, oh, nothing much. I'm like, you want to talk? Like, we can talk for sure, but I'm not good at small talk. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um, yeah, that's that's it. Awesome. Oh, well, thank you for sound. That's been Steve from Wolves at the Gate, and we have been the Good Noise Podcast. <laughs>